Hello and welcome to the weekly pick off. We are getting towards the end here of our full week of new episodes talking about free agency. And today we are talking about both running backs and wide receivers. And, uh, you know, this is a really interesting episode because uh, the amount of wide receivers that are free agents this year is almost a little bit mind blowing. Isn't that right, Zach? Yeah, absolutely. And if you're a fantasy football player, I mean, this is this is information gold. I mean, this is uh-huh. literally what you draft in fantasy football. It's it's a lot of running backs and a lot of receivers. So uh, this yep. is uh, this this podcast, the information we go over and the guys as they move teams is really going to change how fantasy football looks in 2021. And I mean, it could really change the landscape for a lot of these teams. So I'm excited. This is a uh, this wide receiver class is loaded, so let's it get really into it. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Um, before we talk about wide receivers, let's start off talking about running backs. Um, as we did with quarterbacks, would you just kind of go over with me your top three running backs in this class of free agents? Sure. Um, there's kind of one guy um, mm-hmm. – to me, that is just a cut above a clear, obvious starter who's just a complete back. For me, it's Aaron Jones. Yeah, uh, he's a free agent uh, now for the Green Bay Packers, and they have drafted um, a guy who could be a replacement. So, if the Packers and Aaron Jones can't agree to a deal, he absolutely uh, might not get franchise tagged and could walk. Um, but uh, there's a lot of teams that could use him. I think James Connors just had a couple injury plagued years and is actually really talented. He'd be my number two guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Chris Carson is, is pretty good for the, for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I've heard a lot of rumors on uh, different sources on Twitter saying that Chris Carson will not be back. Um, kind of surprises me because the Seahawks really talk about how they want to run the ball more. And mm-hmm. that would be a, a big negative for them to lose him. Um but yeah, that's that's kind of my top three. Who do you have? Yeah, well, uh, we must be on the same wavelength because I definitely do have Aaron Jones as my number one. When you're drafting in fantasy football, Aaron Jones is like one of the top guys that you're going for. It's going to be him. It's going to be a Camara. It's going to be a Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, those types of guys. Um And you're right. He is kind of just like a cut above the rest. So I would definitely put him at my number one. And then for my two and three, I just have the opposite of what you have. I have Chris Carson actually at my number two spot. Um, And maybe some of that is just because of some of James Conner's injuries. I think the teams do need to look at some of that when they're looking at free agents and drafting and and all of those things. But um, both of those guys have RB1 potential. Well, Chris Carson is an RB1, and we saw that without him this year with some of the injuries that he did have, uh, the Seahawks struggled. And the Seahawks are going to be in a little bit of a pickle with running backs because Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde are both free agents. So the Seahawks really need to figure out their situation here because if they're not going to sign or re-sign Chris Carson – they're going to have to either go after somebody else in free agency or they're going to have to draft some real good running backs. And I just don't know what their options are going to look like. So 
Uh, yeah, and then James Connor. I don't think that he'll be back uh, in Pittsburgh because they do have Benny Snell um, and a couple of other guys who have done really well for them, and and they can obviously draft somebody to kind of step up as that next person. And so I, I think that James Connor will will move on to a different team. Yeah, and I just read a report actually an ESPN report today from uh, uh, Brooke Pryor who said that Pittsburgh is unlikely to resign. James Conner, and he will likely be in the market, or excuse me, the Steelers will likely be in a market come, uh, wow, I cannot speak English. <laughs> They'll want to draft a quarterback on draft day. Holy guacamole. Anyway, uh, yeah, it, it's it's probably time for them. You know, they, they really did hand over the reins to Conner after Le'Veon Bell left, and mm-hmm. uh, they've definitely been missing something. Uh, in the run game. Um, and I personally, I just think it's an injury thing. I think if he could put together a couple seasons healthy, he'd mm-hmm. be a top 12 back or so. Sure. Um, but uh, that's just not been the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mentioned the Seahawks needing to address their running back situation. Are there, I mean, for me, there's so many teams that need to address this. Um, but are there any that stand out to you in particular? Yeah, and I always try to look at this from kind of an exciting, almost fantasy football perspective, and that's Mm -hmm. not always how this plays out. Sometimes just the team that bids the most money because they have the most money gets him. So, you know, Aaron Jones could go to the New York Jets because they have the most money. Like, that could absolutely happen. But when I look at what team that's competitive, that's got a real shot at the Super Bowl, desperately needs a running back, the Buffalo Bills scream off the page to me. Yes. Um, they clearly are a great team. They've got an A-plus defense, an A-plus quarterback, uh, great receivers, even though they are going to lose um, John. Uh, gosh, I'm going to forget John's last name. Good job. Man, I'm going to have to look it up. Anyway. Uh, uh, well, they're they're losing Jones and Yeldon. Right. So, um yeah, I, I, John Brown is the receiver I was thinking of. But like, other than that, their offense is going to stay pretty well intact. The, their receivers are good. Their tight end is fine. Their offensive line is great. Their running back is probably worst in the league. Unfortunately, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss just really have done nothing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and those were kind of the guys that were you know they spent draft picks on decent draft picks. And uh, man, if you can just pay Aaron Jones, the he'll probably cost twelve million dollars a year which is a ton for a running back. Um, If you could pay him that and bring him in and you just, you know, you have a guy that's going to get you 11, 1200 yards, almost guaranteed 10 touchdowns in the red zone. Do it like that. That might be the thing separating you from losing in the AFC championship to the chiefs in a pretty big blowout. I thought Mm -hmm. uh, to being genuinely competitive and having a real shot at the Super Bowl. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And and I I have them on my list as well because you're right. The biggest piece that they have been missing is their running back. And uh yeah, man, if they could get like an Aaron Jones or Chris Carson or even a James Conner, it would be such a step up for them. So, um I would definitely like to see them go after one of these guys. Um you know, sometimes I look at this as a as purely need. Um the Buccaneers are losing like four running backs to free agency. So if they don't like, cause they signed Fournette and LaShawn McCoy to one year deals, you know, 
Um, and so I, basically, I, I expect them both to be gone. Go ahead. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And then they have two other guys whose names I don't even know, but they're still not even on the roster. So they're basically left with Ronald Jones, who yeah. is great, but he can't be their only running back. <laughs> so, right. and, um, and you Ronald know, Jones has had to... issues pass catching. And when you have yeah. Tom Brady, you've got to have a, re- a receiving running back, a guy that, you know, in, in the mold of a, uh, a uh, not Julian Edelman. Um, boy, I'm struggling with names. We're doing the latest podcast we ever did here, so I'm going to blame it on that. Um, <laughs> Danny Woodhead is the name I was thinking of, or James White. Uh, mm-hmm. All guys that have, you know, in New England were receiving backs. Um, yeah, it, it would just be really nice to see somebody like that. Um, and, and no, Ronald Jones is not that, um, though I think he's pretty good between the tackles. I don't think you should just upright, get rid of him or replace him, but no, no. Yeah. Get, give me, give me a, a guy that can catch the ball for them that they really sure. do need to add that second guy. Yeah. And Hey, James White's a free agent. So reunite him with Tom Brady and that could Absolutely. be a pretty, uh, pretty nice situation. Even though he is a little bit older, I still think that that could, that could be nice. They know each other well, and they've played a lot of years together. So Um, And then some of the teams that we have been talking about, the teams that are kind of in this rebuilding phase, the Jets, the Jaguars, the Texans, um, the Bengals, they're all going to need running backs. And it's so hard with teams like this, because I said to you, even before we hit record, like, man, the Jaguars have nobody like they're just they're just a mess. Um, And that I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day, you know, so it's like some of these teams. We're going to say like, yeah, they need quarterbacks, they need wide receivers, they need (laughs) running backs, they need tight ends, they need like they need it all. And so I think they're going to have to pick and choose because they only have so much cap space. So it's like, I don't know, we're going to have to just see which of these teams goes after what. Um, But are there any others that stand out to you? Yeah, well, and and this is going to seem super obvious, but if the Steelers lose James Conner, while James Conner hasn't been the answer. I don't really personally believe in Benny Snell to be that guy. So they're going to be in the market now, according to, you know, the tweet that I had read, the ESPN reporter said they're going to try to draft somebody. Well, that's great. But what if the guy you want doesn't fall to you? Okay, well, you better go get somebody in free agency. Uh, They're going to need somebody. Obviously, the Seahawks, they're having a big fight with Russell Wilson over the fact that they want to run the ball more and Russell Wilson wants to throw the ball more. Well, if Mm -hmm. they lose Chris Carson, that's their best running back. So they're really going to want to bring in some running backs. Yeah. So uh, they're a dark horse to me for Aaron Jones. That would be Hmm. nuts if they had Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf and Aaron Jones with Russell Wilson. That's an offense right there. So (laughs) that could be, that could get nuts real quick. Um, you, you know, you're right. You mentioned basically all of the bad teams, the Jets, the Jaguars, even the Dolphins could use it. They weren't bad, but like they've got a ton of salary cap. Um, I, I looked at the NFC East, but they're good. I mean, Gibson for the football team. Uh, you've got Saquon Barkley should be back from his injury. Ezekiel Elliott, the Eagles like Miles Sanders. There mm-hmm. won't be any players there. Um yeah, I mean, I think the Packers will just uh, yeah. stick with Zach Moss if uh, Aaron Jones leaves. I think they just believe in Zach Moss. And uh, so, yeah, just it's going to be really interesting because Aaron Jones is such a big player here. But don't underrate Chris Carson. And, man, I really think James Conner is a couple healthy seasons away from being 
a great guy. And there's a couple others that, you know, we just don't have time to dive deep into. But, like, Kenyon Drake was helpful to the Cardinals. Uh, Mike Davis filled in really nice for Christian McCaffrey. Those guys are available, too. So, you know, uh, are those guys you maybe want to be your bell cow running back? No. But can they be contributors? Absolutely. Yeah. And just a few others to mention, you know, Todd Gurley also becomes a free agent. Obviously, he was the guy in L.A. for a while and um, didn't do as much as maybe some people thought he would in Atlanta. But Atlanta is also a struggling team right now. Um, You've got Le'Veon Bell, who becomes a free agent. Um, You know, and like I said, you got James White, Rex Burkhead. Um, there, there's just lots of guys, Malcolm Brown from the Rams for a little while. We thought maybe he'll be the guy and then they settled on Cam Akers. So there are some guys here who you're right. Like you said, uh, they could contribute, but maybe they're not the guy, but maybe they come in on third down plays. Maybe they come in for, you know, uh, catching out of the backfield or or whatever it is. Um, I, I just think that there are some guys here who really, um, could be ones to watch outside of the top three that we mentioned. So absolutely. Hey, I want to just ask you a quick question and then yeah. uh, I'm good to move on to uh, wide receivers. Obviously on yesterday's podcast, we had a ton of discussion about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. And um, one of the things is like, are the Cowboys going to be able to afford a long-term discussion with, or a long-term contract with Dak Prescott? Maybe, maybe not. What if they wanted to move on from Ezekiel Elliott and, um, you know, to, to open up some money? Mm-hmm. I think it could be really interesting because Ezekiel Elliott is still really good. And now he could be a trade target to some teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm putting you on the spot and I'll give my answer first because, you know, that's how I like to do that. Rather than just <laughs> sure. let you let you swim in, uh, swim in your thoughts here. Um, but uh, I would like to see. If they're going to move Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, I I could absolutely see him going to, say, the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs just spent a high pick on a, a running back, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire was a little bit disappointing. And uh, I think the Chiefs are just ready to solve that problem. Um, hmm. I do like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think he'll be a fine running back going forward, but... Um, you know, when you've got the best quarterback in football currently, and I'm again, obviously Brady just smacked around the Chiefs. We we know he's the best of all time. No one's debating that. But I just think you've got this window of of opportunity with Kelsey and Tyree Kill, and man, if it, I don't think they can get Aaron Jones because I don't think they'll be able to afford him. But if the Chiefs can make a trade for a what what I think will be slightly cheaper Ezekiel Elliott. Go for it. I mean, if you can add that kind of firepower to your team. Hmm. So if Ezekiel Elliott became available for a trade, you know, hey, we're signing Dak. We have to open up money. Do you have a spot you think that Ezekiel Elliott could really thrive in? Yeah, so... I think that the Cowboys are going to have to open up some money if they pay Dak Prescott $40 million. Um, And I don't mind this. You have said already that... um, Remind me of the name of uh, the other guy, the other running back. Tony Pollard. Uh, Pollard. Tony, Tony Pollard. You have said yep. that he he could be the guy. And I, I agree with you on that one. Um, to your point on the Chiefs, I don't dislike Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I actually kind of liked him. Maybe he wasn't like 
as good as some of these other guys that we're talking about, but he was also a rookie and you have to kind of give some of those guys time and all that stuff. So I don't know that I would see him going to a team like Kansas city. I mean, you said earlier, Aaron Jones to the bills, like what if the bills traded for Ezekiel Elliott? There's an idea. Um, I don't know. The The Chiefs also are negative 18, almost 19 million in the hole as far as their cap space goes. So I'm kind of looking at some of the cap space. Uh, the Bills only have 3 million in cap space. Um, There's going to be some cuts that obviously you're going to be able to open some stuff up. Sure. I know Sammy Watkins is most likely to get let go. Well, he, he becomes a free agent. So that that is already, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm looking at some of these teams that have a lot of cap space. Uh, one of these teams that we talked about as far as like the Jaguars, the Jets, um, you know, the Bengals, like that would be fun, but is he really going to want to play for one of those teams? Maybe he doesn't have a choice. Um, the Dolphins could be an interesting Mm. scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, the Patriots could be an interesting scenario, although they do have Sony Michelle and they seem to be pretty happy with him as their guy. Which blows my mind because I just like I watch Sony Michelle play and I just go, This is it? I know, this you're kinda like, like, Okay. <laughs> okay, I guess. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of my initial thought process on that. Sure. Yeah, I think that's good. I think uh for you know, in the realm of big name running backs that could become available in trade obviously yesterday we talked a lot about russell wilson and deshaun watson and how they could become available uh mm-hmm. zeke's name isn't really out there yet but i just think when you look at the money of it he yeah. could be he, he might be on the table so yeah yeah definitely um okay let's move on to wide receivers and because there are so many of them this year let's expand this to our top five um rather than our top three, because I just think that there's too many. So um, do you want to start with number five? Sure. Uh, I have a three-way tie, (laughs) 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 which is insane. Uh, The top four to me are a cut above everybody else. Um, To me, this is just more about what are you looking for? So I'm just going to name three names. I'm going to evaluate the best talent of those three players. I won't talk about the other two. Um, I think... To me, value-wise, Antonio Brown, Will Fuller, and Corey Davis are all about the same level of player. Hmm. Um, I like Antonio Brown to produce next season more than those two guys. So I'm going to talk about Antonio Brown. Number five for me, Antonio Brown. I think he seems to be settling down a little bit. Being on a winning team is helpful. Being Mm -hmm. with a great leader like Tom Brady is helpful. Uh, He caught a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. He was productive for them. He wasn't his own normal self, but he, he was too productive. He, he helped the team and uh, Chris Godwin is most likely, I think to move on. I think he's going to get a big deal somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, the Buccaneers are going to be able to get a little bit of a discount on Antonio Brown. And so Mm -hmm. um, I I bet, I bet he stays Mm -hmm. Um, if he were to go and he can calm himself down and stay off of social media uh, you know what he needs? He needs what happened to Donald Trump to happen to him. Like someone just needs to ban him from all social media. And he would be like a way better, like he'd be way less risky. If he was just, someone just took his phone away from him. 
that's what he needs in his life. Anyway. Um, yeah. Antonio Brown's five. Uh, do you want to bounce back and forth or do you want me to go through my whole list here? Uh, Let's bounce back and forth. Let's do it because I think it's interesting. I have Will Fuller at my number five. Okay. He's been the most productive receiver for the Texans when he hasn't been suspended. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and stay off uh, the drugs, buddy. Yeah. Even though you say you didn't know. Uh-huh. 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 Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, <laughs> okay, Will. So um, I have him at my number five. I think that he could be a real asset to – to any team, although I, I'm really intrigued by your um, Corey Davis tie because I I think that he's up there pretty high too, and there's just so many guys to choose from that it, it's really hard, especially at that number five slot. But yeah, I I did put Will Will Fuller in there, so give me your number I four. Mean, yeah, well, I mean, and below the basically seven I have on my list, I've got another ten receivers that <laughs> sure. I think can be legitimate uh contributors on teams at least a number two receiver uh oh yeah he's the best wide receiver class i've ever seen so mm-hmm. uh, but we'll go ahead and we'll move on to number four i've got juju smith schuster as my number four um i think he's very talented i think what he did the two years that antonio brown were on the steelers uh inflated a little bit of what he's actually worth i don't think that he's the is it 14 or 1500 yards or however many he had that insane second year uh with antonio brown um when you don't have to face the number one cornerback on the other team when you're not getting double teamed Mm -hmm. and you're very talented it is a lot easier to get open um once he started facing number one corners and getting the double teams his numbers came back down to earth but i do think he's a top 20 receiver in the league and very good and and uh, he's super young. I think he's going to be 24 this coming year. And uh, yeah, this is a guy that is fast. He's got good hands. He really doesn't drop the ball and uh, runs good routes. I, I just think that um, a team is going to benefit from from getting him. Uh, and I would be shocked to see the Steelers re-up him. They've got uh, several guys that, that I think they're very happy with. Um, and they just drafted Chase Claypool, I think, exactly. in the second round. Yep. Um, I, I, Deontay Johnson is very good. James Washington's not even a bad number three. Uh, I, I just, I just don't think money wise they're going to have room for him. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, two for two. Smith Schuster is also my number four. So uh, right. say no more. I think you've just said it all. <laughs> all right. I think you're copying my notes. Why don't you oh. give me number three? All right. Well, for me, for number three, I have Kenny Galladay. Um, I <laughs> of course you do. So do I. <laughs> do you really? Oh, absolutely. My you know what? I'll let I'll let you take away the Kenny Galladay analysis, and I might add something at the end. But it's all you. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I think that this year, uh, there were there were so many injuries this year that I think over overshadowed things a little bit. But for so long, I mean, he was the guy for the lions that you wanted on your fantasy team uh, prior to the prior to 2020, I should say, because he was there, the, the one that could catch everything. He was the one who was scoring their touchdowns. He was the one that they were trying to get the ball to. And just the fact that the lions have so many receivers, so many good receivers at that who are becoming free agents puts these wide receivers especially Galladay out there as like 
they can't re-sign them all. And so this is a guy who has been very productive for the Lions. The Lions are in a little bit of a rebuild. And uh, I think that he is potentially going to go and do some really great things for another team that needs him to be the guy again. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think the only knock against him right now is his injuries. So Exactly. Um, top 15 guy, in my opinion. Uh, I'd love to see him on the Eagles. We need a number one receiver. I don't think we can financially do it. Um, yeah. I think he'll be a little bit cheaper than Juju, and I'm pretty sure we have the next two guys the same as well. Um, I don't know if it'll be in the same order, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is this is a guy who's probably going to get twelve million a year, and there's going to be probably fifteen to twenty teams that want him. So, yep. uh, I know I'm just looking at some of these teams that I have on my list, and I'm like, man, the Raiders could probably use a receiver, the Ravens could use a receiver, the Bears are going to need a receiver. I'm like looking sure. at all these teams, and I'm like, oh yeah, he could go to any of these places, and it's going to be really hard for us to be like, oh yeah, he should land at this team because it's like there's so many of them that we could answer sure. that with. Sure. And we're going to try to play matchmaker after this, but it's going to be way harder than it will be with the running backs because there's just oh, yeah. so many wide receiver spots that could be open, mm-hmm. whereas running backs is not as much the case. So, yeah, um, yeah number two for me, I mm-hmm. have flip flopped so many times between <laughs> Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin, and I, just, I have them tied. I'm going to say Chris Godwin's my number two and um. You know, the only thing I can say is I would have liked to see Chris Godwin be a little bit better this year. He was very good in the previous year. He was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of evaluating them against each other. Uh, and and I'll talk about Allen Robinson more in a little bit. But I would just say that Allen Robinson has been doing it no matter what garbage quarterback he's had, whether it was in, in Jacksonville or, or now with the last several years with Chicago. He's mm-hmm. just had junk to work with, and he's always producing. Chris Godwin has had – James Winston wasn't a good quarterback, but he was a volume quarterback who threw a ton, and Chris Godwin's numbers reflected that. And then he had a good quarterback with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Allen Robinson is producing nearly as much with much worse quarterbacks. So because of that, I lean Allen Robinson. But, again, Chris Godwin is going to be – I think for the next five or six years, he's 25 years old right now. Chris Godwin mm-hmm. is, I think he's going to be a great receiver. He's excellent in the slot. If if you're a team that doesn't necessarily need an outside guy, which Chris Godwin can run outside routes, but he's going to eat teams up in the middle of the field. Definitely. Um, you know, he had a couple weird drops in the playoffs, but he is a, a really reliable hands receiver. Um, he, I think he broke a finger or two in the regular season and maybe that had something to do with it. I'm mm-hmm. not much of an excuse person. Catch the darn ball. You're getting paid millions of dollars. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if I'm catching a ball with a broken finger either, to be honest. So, yeah, yeah. um, you know, and then, yeah, I mean, yeah. Why don't you give me your number two and, and then give me your number one too. And then I'll, I'll, I'll jump off of that. Yeah, I mean, I I have Robinson at number two and uh, Godwin at number one. So we are flipped there. And for me, I think it's really hard to compare these two players because Godwin has had more uh, competition, for lack of a better word, <laughs> um, than Robinson has. You know, like, especially the last couple of years on the Bears, like, Robinson was the guy, like, 
they have some other receivers, but they weren't guys who you were going to expect to be like putting up big numbers in the games. Whereas like Chris Godwin, just look at this past year. He had Mike Evans. He had Scotty Miller. He had Antonio Brown. And it's like, there's so many places to spread the ball. So it's like, you kind of have to find that niche. And for Godwin, it was in the slot, but it's like, if, if he didn't have that many other guys at his position that he was playing on the field with, maybe we would have seen a more Allen Robinson-esque type play from him. So it's very hard for me to sort of put them up against each other. I just, I personally just think that Chris Godwin is very, very talented. And I think that he's probably the one who's going to get the biggest contract out of all of these guys. Obviously, yes, Robinson has proven that he he can do what he does no matter what he's getting from his quarterback. Um, but I don't know. I just, that's kind of where I've ranked them. Yeah, it, I, it's, it's a t- it is really tough. They're very, very close. Yeah. And they're very different receivers. Like yes. Alan Robinson is this big bodied outside. I'm going to yeah. take the ball away from you and out physical you. And yes. Chris Godwin's this quick shifty. I'm going to mm-hmm. make hard cuts and get yes. separation. Yes. And they're just very much the opposite kind of receiver, but two mm-hmm. excellent guys. You'd be super happy to have on your team. Mm-hmm. I think Allen Robinson fits in a few more schemes because a lot of teams are now using the tight end to play the slot. Uh, you think that's how Zach Ertz has been played a lot. Even, even in uh, Tampa Bay, they use Rob Gronkowski a little bit uh, in the slot. Uh, obviously the George Kittles and the Travis Kelsey's of the world uh, yeah. are getting played in the slot. And so it kind of pushes Chris Godwin out a little bit. Whereas you're always going to have a need for an outside receiver. Yeah. Having said that, very equally talented players, uh, just mm-hmm. kind of different roles. So yeah, any team that gets those guys, their offense is going to benefit. I think in a similar way to how the Bills benefited when they got Stephon Diggs. I think yes. those two guys are very Stephon Diggs level players. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So you want to play some matchmaker? What do we want to do here? Do we want to uh, try to it. try to pair up? You want to you want to start, or you want me to start? You start. Let's let's see where you have some of these guys going. All right. So let me start with the boring stuff. Uh, let's get some re-signings because the reality is not all these guys are going to move. Right. Um, I think Allen Robinson's going to stay. I think they're going to try to get a a solid franchise quarterback. Obviously, on yesterday's pod, we just talked about Mitch Trubisky. I think Mitch Trubisky is going to go. And I think that whether the Bears trade up in the draft or they just work really hard to trade for um, Deshaun Watson – or you know something i really expect them to do everything they can to improve and uh you know don't let your number one and really only great receiving option mm-hmm. walk out the door if you're going to mm-hmm. tr- go try to get a good quarterback that mm-hmm. that seems counterproductive so uh and they've got a great defense so the defense is in place the number one receiver is in place as long as you resign him you know don't don't go backwards would be my opinion so that'd be probably you know the boring one Allen Robinson resigns. Mhm. Yeah. Well, and and another boring one for you would be Antonio Brown resigns. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just I I can't imagine 
with the Buccaneers trying to stay in the Super Bowl hunt, they let both Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown walk out the door. That would just really be surprising to me. Yeah, and I think that Antonio Brown carries around a lot of baggage with him, and so I I just don't know which other teams would be even willing to have that conversation with him. Totally. Um, and I think that the Buccaneers handled it really well. And if I'm not mistaken, there's still some legal stuff there. So just the fact that the Bucks are already sort of like in that conversation with him, it would just make sense um, logistically. Yeah. So what I would love to see here, I think it would be really interesting to see Kenny Galladay go to the Ravens. Hmm. Yes. The Ravens are basically left after they have players who become free agents. They're basically left with just Hollywood Brown, who has been fine, but But he's not guy. Right? He hasn't been the guy. And couldn't you see Kenny Galladay just go right into that offense, be that guy, playing with Lamar Jackson? You know, I think that he and Hollywood Brown could be great compliments to each other because when one of them is being double teamed, then you have the other one who's available, who's able to get open a little bit more. I don't know. I just think that it could be a really good compliment. And I like the idea of it. Yeah, I I, I love that a lot. And And here's what you have to understand, especially if you're like a fantasy football player. It sounds good on the surface oh a great quarterback gets a great number one receiver for fantasy football perspective it actually would be pretty bad because lamar jackson's not a volume passer it would really help the ravens because they would get a guy that can dominate you know his one-on-one assignment you can't double team receivers when you have to guard lamar jackson the way you have to guard him um, mm-hmm. And having a six foot four Kenny Galladay, who is one of the faster receivers in the league, I think he runs like a four or five. Uh, he's it would be great. And honestly, that's kind of what they wanted in Des Bryant. But of course, they knew they weren't really getting that. They got this big bodied receiver who, you know, could go catch some contested balls. And, and that's what Kenny Galladay is. But he's also got elite speed. And, you know, the size of the passing game pie in uh in Baltimore isn't very big. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kenny Galladay's impact to the team would be greater than his stat line. He might only get 950 yards for them in mm-hmm. a season, but it would be 950 extremely helpful yards to them because he's great. Yeah. Okay. So here's where I want to end. Let's talk about, here's my first question. Where do you think Juju Smith Schuster will end up? Man, that is tough. For me, I can say pretty definitively, in my opinion, I would be surprised to see him go back to uh, the Steelers. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I would say he won't do that. I like Juju as more of an inside receiver. And so that makes it a little more team specific to me. Um, I think some people could discount him because, you know, he had a couple not as great seasons without Antonio Brown. And, he could maybe get into the price range where Philadelphia could take a look. <sighs> the Packers need a second receiver. I could see Green Bay going for him. Obviously, we've talked about the Dolphins have lots of money. Um, if you make me nail down one spot that I'd like to see him go that I think is realistic, I could see Green Bay getting in. Hmm. You know, it's interesting because... I really like where Green Bay is at with their receivers, actually. 
I like, obviously, Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. He's a monster. I, I like Alan Lazard. I like Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I don't know that they need to add somebody to the caliber of Juju to what they already have. Um, gosh, I like the idea of him going to the Eagles. I just don't think it's realistic. Um, yeah. You know, I, the team that's interesting to me, I don't know. I just looked at the Panthers. <laughs> you know, they're losing two of their wide receivers. They still have Robbie Anderson, but they're they're losing Curtis Samuel. Um who's underrated? I like Curtis Samuel. Yes, a lot. absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, maybe a team like that, the Broncos are pretty well set. I think the Packers are pretty well set. Chargers are pretty well set. They could use a number 2, but I do I do yeah, you know, actually Mike Williams is pretty good as a number 2. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of looking down this list and I'm like Man, that's why I'm like, I like the Eagles. I really do. Um, Could the rich get richer and maybe uh, Arizona Cardinals? Maybe. Oh, man. Somebody across from Hopkins? Because they really don't have... I mean, I love Larry Fitzgerald. He's old. Well, but... He's a fine slot receiver at this point, but he's not right. And they're not star starting receiver. They're not going to re-sign him. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't... maybe the Cardinals. I would hate for Juju's sake for him to go to one of these teams that's in a rebuild because I feel like that would be wasting his talent a little bit. Yeah, he's young enough that he could survive the rebuild and still get his next contract, still be a contender. So, like, you know, he's, what, 24. He signs a four-year deal. You know, by the time the contract is over, he could be on a winning team if that team does a decent rebuild. Now, if he goes to the Jaguars and teams up with Trevor Lawrence and it's a really good situation, sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Chris Godwin, what do you think? Where where does he go? Oh, man. This is a great question. That's probably the last one. It is the last one. Man. I mean, you know what would be an interesting one to me? The Raiders. They need a true number one receiver. They do. And, and Nelson Aguilar was a glimpse of that, but he becomes a free agent. He was only on a one year deal. They don't have they don't have a deep threat. They don't have somebody who can be their true receiver. And I just think that Chris Godwin with Derek Carr could be a very interesting, fun situation to watch. Absolutely. I mean the tight ends in place. They've got one of the two or three best tight ends in the league in Darren mm-hmm. Waller. Yep. I like their running game with uh, Josh Jacobs. I think he's underrated. I think he might be suspended for a game or two coming up. Oh, that's um, right. I forgot about that. But uh, regardless, you know, as long as those things don't continue, they could have a really, really nice balanced offense if they got a true number one receiver. Mm-hmm. I I think that's, that's a fine choice. Um, I could see a team trying to steal him away like uh like Carolina mm, um you mm-hmm. know a division rival mm-hmm. you know let's give Teddy Bridgewater one more shot and see what he's got when we give him a fully stacked deck with two great receivers and well really three great receivers if you had Robbie Anderson and Godwin and then you had DJ Moore as well Christian McCaffrey would be back that's mm-hmm. a stacked deck. That that's as good as it gets on offense in the league. Uh, so, you know, one more shot to see if this is actually your quarterback. Uh, 
you know, I was talking to you, it was last week or whatever. I think like these teams, a lot of the times they just, when they're not sure about a quarterback, they give them all the weapons you could possibly give them and say, all right, this is your shot. Mm-hmm. So that could happen. Yeah. But uh, I just don't want to see Godwin go somewhere and rot. Same with Juju. Right. You know, so. you know one other thought I just have I had that could be interesting is if Godwin went to a team like the Titans, you know, they're losing Corey Davis. They have AJ Brown, but they're also losing two other receivers and they have a lot of pieces in place. So if they got, if they had AJ Brown and Chris Godwin, can you imagine? And Derrick Henry, stop it. Uh-huh. Look, it would be terrible for fantasy because Chris Godwin would catch 75 passes for 1,000 yards. And <laughs> but again, it would be a very similar thing to what I said about Kenny Galladay if he went to the Ravens. Like, right. the volume wouldn't be there for fantasy football, but how much are you improving the team? He can win one-on-one matchups. Where yeah. I like Corey Davis, but he doesn't really do that. He's not a game changer, whereas... There's no question that Chris Godwin is. Um, They might be one of the two or three best offenses in football if something like that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's a a great one. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see in a week and a half or so, like where we're at with all of this and where some of these players sign because I think that it's really going to start to inform some of our discussions moving forward. So Absolutely. so yeah, and I'll be interested to go back to you and see how accurate we were in some of our ideas. Um, so anyway, all right. Well, once again, thanks for tuning in with us. We've got one more episode for you on free agency. Join us tomorrow. We're going to be talking tight ends, offensive line, and defense all in the same episode. So uh, F- 15 hour podcast. Up. No. buckle up and uh we'll close out this uh series on free agency tomorrow so we will catch you then hey if you missed any of our other podcasts go back and listen to them we've got what five this week there's already three behind here yeah we got one more coming tomorrow yep so if you want to be informed before legal tampering starts uh on the 15th of March. Uh, Make sure to go listen to those so that we can catch you up. And then uh, once legal tampering starts, we'll all be on the same page. So thanks you guys for tuning in. We'll uh, be back here tomorrow. See you guys.